This is an RNZ podcast. Hosking. So 7.23. Now, the Prime Minister has not been on the programme this morning and there is a reason for that. She is running for the hills. She no longer wants to be on this programme each week. Uh, the somewhat tragic conclusion that is drawn is that the question she gets, the demand for a level of accountability, is a little bit tough. That was News Talk ZB's morning host Mike Hosking announcing that Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern had decided to abandon her weekly interview on his show. As it turns out, Ardern had actually decided to leave the regular slot four weeks prior, opting to instead appear on News Talk only, in her words, as and when issues arise. No one had noticed earlier because issues had obviously arisen and she had been interviewed on News Talk twice during those weeks. Despite her continuing appearances, Hosking's revelation that Ardern was refusing to speak to him at least once every seven days sparked concern that she was allergic to proper scrutiny. One person who was especially concerned was Mike Hosking, who covered the issue in two straight instalments of his daily editorial, Mike's Minute. This is from day two. At her post-cabinet conference yesterday, she uttered something about not being able to do everything. But of course, no one ever asked her to do such a thing, just what each Prime Minister had managed to do for the past 30-odd years. She, she clearly isn't up to that standard. She also uttered something about reaching an audience. This is the biggest audience going. The simple truth is this. As I said yesterday, she's running for the hills because she's scared. She hates a hard question. She hates fact. She hates accountability. She hates not being fawned over. Calm and collected. Sadly, Hosking's colleague at News Talk ZB, Barry Soper, wasn't taking the news so well. He responded with a blistering, highly personal opinion piece accusing Ardern of blanching at tough questions and using COVID-19, a pandemic which has killed 2.6 million people worldwide, as her security blanket. Soper also criticised Ardern for not copying her predecessor John Key and posing for, quote, derpies with students. But he seemed even more offended she hadn't furnished him and his gallery colleagues with regular invites up to her office for social calls. Here's what he had to say. All of her predecessors got to know the parliamentary media by inviting them to their ninth floor beehive office at least a couple of times a year. It puts a human face on the public performer. Hardoon has done it once, a few months after becoming Prime Minister. Though it got a little bit lost in all the fallout over her Hosking decision, Ardern has also opted to pull out of her regular Tuesday morning interview slot on RNZ's highest rating show, Morning Report. But it wasn't lost on Mike Hosking. On Tuesday he told a listener this. What wasn't reported yesterday, because sadly the show got the headlines, is the fact apparently that Morning Report, the breakfast show of the state-run radio station National Radio, has agreed to rearrange the Prime Ministerial schedule to allow the Prime Minister to come on the day of her choosing... On the topic of her choosing, if true, and God, I hope I'm wrong, the fact they have allowed this is little short of a scandal. That prayer was answered. Hosking was wrong. A month ago, the same time that ZB got a call to say that Hosking's weekly slot with the Prime Minister was ending, the PM's office told RNZ that she will continue to appear at least weekly on RNZ's morning report, though not on a set day. She won't choose the topics, though. Morning Report told Media Watch they still do that. Now, Morning Report and the Mike Hosking Breakfast have one thing in common. Audiences which skew heavily towards older Pākehā listeners.
Those audiences may be large, but as Mihi Ngārangi Forbes noted on RNZ's The Panel, giving those shows a weekly interview with the Prime Minister gives a certain segment of the population much better access to the nation's top elected official than others. If, if Mike Hoskins wants a series of questions asked, then Barry, Barry Soper can ask those, and he asked very hard questions. Yeah, but as you know, Mihi, there's, there's a difference between asking a question of a Prime Minister in a, in a, in a gallery stand-up or in a, on, the, on the tiles and a form uh, Absolutely no, place. Phil, because yep. um, we also don't get the Prime Minister to come on our show once sure. a week. We'd love that opportunity, but I guess there's only one Prime Minister and there's actually literally hundreds and hundreds of outlets these days. It's time to spread it around. What about Māori journalism? What about Asian journalism? What about Indian um, channels and radio stations, Māori radio stations? They, get, they don't get any. Forbes said she and her peers are perfectly capable of asking the Prime Minister the hard questions if given the opportunity. She has recent evidence to reinforce that claim, including this interview earlier this month, where she asked Jacinda Ardern if she owed an apology to the family of the KFC worker Case L, who contracted COVID-19. So, as you said, you know, the school was asked to take um, tests, but not all the family yeah. members were asked to um, isolate. So she didn't do anything wrong. She's now got COVID, and she's now unwell, and she's being ridiculed no online by many you people. Know. So, you know, we, we don't get everything right every time, but when we do uh-huh. get it wrong, is it, isn't it right to apologise? Those family members were asked to be tested and to stay in isolation until they returned results, and, and that hadn't happened. They weren't tested until well late in the week. Ardern herself echoed Forbes' point in an interview with Morning Report on Tuesday. Here's how she explained her change in schedule. Last two weeks I did 21 media interviews and even then I wouldn't have touched the sides of all the different media Mm. outlets. What I've tried to do is take a look at where, you know, different audiences, often, you know, the people that might listen to ZB are also consuming news out of the Herald and so on. There are some parts... Okay, so which which programmes are you going to go on instead? I don't do nearly as much, for instance, ethnic media. I don't do nearly as much media that cross a, a different demographics of New Zealand, and I feel like I need to do a better job of that. There's still a risk Jacinda Ardern will use her newfound free time to book more softball interviews on less newsy media outlets. But as good an interviewer as he can be, Mike Hosking isn't the only broadcaster in New Zealand capable of keeping the Prime Minister honest. If Jacinda Ardern can still be held to account while appearing before a broader cross-section of the people she's meant to represent, that sounds like a good thing. After all, she's the Prime Minister for all New Zealanders, not just the older white ones. But Jacinda Ardern's decision to snub Mike Hosking wasn't the only thing causing media meltdowns this week. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's interview with Oprah Winfrey provoked a furious reaction from segments of the press, some of which were accused of racist and biased coverage by the formerly royal couple. The Daily Mail plastered its homepage with no fewer than 13 stories about the interview within minutes of it going to air. And even its obsession couldn't contend with that of New Zealand's most obsessive Markle watcher, Newstalk ZB's early morning host Kate Hawkesby. By the calculation of the spin-off Sam Brooks, Hawksby has written 15 articles about Markle since 2018. By the calculation of RNZ's Media Watch, that's more than 7,000 words about a person who almost certainly doesn't know that Hawksby exists. Her two articles on Markle's latest interview are in keeping with many of the rest, deeply personal and brimming with scorn. The first, written just prior to the interview going to air, was headlined, Disingenuous Meghan Markle Steps Back Into the Spotlight. 
The second, after it screened, compared Markle and Ardern, saying both are guilty of picking and choosing where they're held to account. Meanwhile, the interview was giving her partner Mike Hosking something else to have conniptions about during this busy week. I think we all see her for what she is, don't we? A sort of a shallow, self-absorbed, attention-seeking, woke, bandwagon-riding hussy. And we're better off without her. Hussy is a bizarrely personal, gendered insult to level at someone you only know through the British tabloids. But neither Hawksby nor Hosking recorded New Zealand's most callous reaction to the ex-royal interview. That dubious honour went to the Herald's head of business, Fran O'Sullivan, who had this to say to Newstalk ZB afternoon host Heather Duplissy-Allen. Oh, God. Um, pathological all round, I think. Um, you know, I look at her and it's black deprived woman. Actually, she's half white. Let's get real about it. Brought up, you know, dad as a, um, uh, you know, white film director. Mum's uh, not. She is biracial herself. So, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, come on. Let's, let's play to all the intelligent side as well. She's had a fantastic upbringing. She's had a fantastic career, um, you know, I, I just take it all with a great grain of salt, I'm yeah, afraid. I can see you have as much sympathy as I do. Love it. Well, well, I also think it's time Harry got over the fact of his mother's death. It was a very long time ago. Oh, I know. Guy. I totally yeah. agree. <laughs> My gosh, we could talk about them forever. All this seemed a little out of scope for a business editor. These reactions may have been over the top, but even they couldn't match the emotionally charged response from ITV's Good Morning Britain host, Piers Morgan. He started off the week saying Markle was lying about her mental health struggles. I'm sorry, I don't believe a word she says, Meghan Markle. Well, that's a I wouldn't believe it if she read me a weather report. And the fact that she's fired up this, this onslaught thoughts. against our royal family, I think is contemptible. That's Piers Morgan and his Good Morning Britain co-host Susanna Reid having an awkward exchange. When another of his co-hosts, Alex Beresford, criticised his speech the following day, he did this. And I understand that you've got a personal relationship with Meg Markle or had one and she cut you off. She's entitled to cut you off if she wants to. Has she said anything about you since she cut you off? I don't think she has, but yet you continue to trash her. OK, I'm done with this. No, no, no. Sorry, no. Oh, Sorry. So, do you know what? That's pathetic. You can trash me, maybe, not my no, own. No, no, no. See you later. I'm being... Sorry, can't this do this. This is absolutely diabolical behaviour. Again, that's Piers Morgan, derider of liberal snowflakes, walking out of the studio after being lightly criticised. He subsequently met with his bosses at ITV and decided to leave the station. If all that seemed a little contrived, it's interesting to note that Discovery, the company that owns Three, which broadcast the Oprah interview in New Zealand, is looking to set up a Fox News-esque channel in the UK and is highly interested in hiring one Piers Morgan. All these meltdowns are linked by the fact they're weird overreactions to comparatively inconsequential events. But they're also deeply personal attacks from commentators who don't really have the insider knowledge to back up their accusations. In the case of News Talk's guests and hosts, that's possibly part of a strategy. One former presenter for a station in the NZME stable told MediaWatch they were regularly pulled up for adding context to their answers because they didn't make for good, strong opinion. Still, even if good, strong opinions make for better ratings in a competitive media market, there must be ways to deliver them without carrying out fully-fledged character assassinations on people they barely know. Whether they're responding to changes in the Prime Minister's interview schedule or delivering their feelings on someone who quit the monarchy, these hosts could do with playing the ball, not the woman. 
Hayden Donnell there looking at the reaction and overreaction to the Harry, Meghan and Oprah show that aired on 3 last Tuesday. And earlier, he looked at the fallout from the Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern deciding to cancel her weekly Monday morning interview on News Talk ZB's Mike Hosking breakfast show. Well, as you heard there, Mike Hosking was worried that RNZ had ignored the story of his show getting snubbed. Hello? Anyone home? Are the media literally asleep or just so compliant and apologetic to Labour? This is now their dream scenario. However, I also discussed the issue on this week's Midweek Media Watch with Karen Hay on The Lately Show. That's on the RNZ website, the RNZ app or our podcast feed if you missed it. And RNZ's daily podcast, The Detail, co-produced with Newsroom, also took a long look at the issue on Friday. That's available also wherever you get your podcasts.